70 days away from week one of the NFL season. I can I can smell it. You guys smell it? The smells of football. Soon. Like leather. Love it. Yes. Like leather. Like leather. It'll it'll listen, it'll get here closer than we think. It'll get here sooner than we think. Uh, so I know Ryan's been chomping at the bit already w- waiting for week zero of the NFL season. So, or the, for a, a college football season. So it's, uh, you know, we say this all the time. We see you're in countdown the days you turn around. You're like, oh, it's two weeks away. So here we go. Just when you think that you can't, you know, like you, you, you need football, like, right? Then you look up and Victor Carantini hits a two-run shot off Max Scherzer and the Mets and the Brewers are tied up. And then you look up and you see Bryce Harper, deliver a uh, two RBI double and the Phillies take a three, one lead on the Cubs. So yeah, I'm ready for week one. I'm ready for week zero of the college football season. Uh, Tomorrow night, Nick, we're going to talk some pac 12. I did play some Arizona state under today, uh, under five. Now that's under four and a half. So we beat the number there. We also beat the number with Memphis. I can't believe their win total is eight and a half. I can't wait for football though. And I can't wait obviously for uh, NFL week one. I've made a couple bets there as well. So we're getting a little bit closer, but I also want to enjoy the summer. And because uh, we, once we get into football season, it's uh, balls to the wall, as they say. Right, Trista? Balls to the wall, sir. I'm sad. Well, what helps is. I, I hate Max Scherzer. Go on, though. Sorry. No, it's fine because Adam Wainwright's on my list now. So we're just we're having one of those nights. Last night was good. Tonight, uh, we've had some we've had some letdowns, you know, and you got mm-hmm. you, had, you had the Schwarbaum that should have been yesterday for you. And instead, it's today. This is how it works. And this is how baseball works. But you know, here's the thing: this is how you can you can kind of wet your whistle and feel better about dealing with baseball this time of year and the frustrations of the midseason. If you sprinkle a few bets now on week one of the NFL season, then you feel a little bit better, right? You're like, all right, I got in there, got a few things waiting for me. They're going to hold my money for a little bit. But in the end, it's like you get just that little bit of a sprinkle. You know, you can still go to the beach and feel good about it. Week one starts off Thursday night football. Do we like the game? Do we love the game? We're leaving all of it alone right now. That would be the Detroit Lions at the Kansas City Chiefs. Think about this for a minute, guys. The NFL is opening their season this year with the defending Super Bowl champions in the Kansas City Chiefs, who are six-and-a-half-point favorites, against the Detroit Lions, and that's a marquee game with all the hype around Detroit. Yeah, so I love this game if we get back to the key number of seven or if we get to a a seven-and-a-half. I played it at seven. It's down to six-and-a-half. I don't love it as much. I mean, we know how good Kansas City is going to be this season. They're the only team in the NFL that's going to be favored as of right now. I mean, injuries can happen. Power ratings can shift, but they're going to be favored in all 17 games. But I think the Lions are going to be tough. I mean, I think they're going to be better defensively. I don't know that they're going to be a top five or top 10 defensive unit. I like Hutchinson. Don't love the corners. Offensively, I love Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator. This is a big year for him if he wants to be a head coach. Um, I'm not fully buying into the Lions hype, the Jared Goff hype, but it's seven, seven and a half. I think they're going to keep this game competitive because that's what Detroit's done the last couple of years. You know, they were one of the better teams in the NFC, the final eight weeks of the season, won a big game against Green Bay. That was really a playoff game for the Packers. The Lions had nothing to play for. They showed up. You know, um, they lose a guy like Jamal Williams, but I still like that backfield a lot. They're going to be without some guys to start the season, but love Detroit at seven or seven and a half. I don't love it at six and a half, but I still think they could cover that number. But uh, can't wait for that game, obviously. Yeah, I I like that game a lot. Um, 
like Brian says, don't like the six and a half, but I really like the 54 and a half. I still like the over. Mm -hmm. Listen, Detroit was 10 and seven uh, to the over last year. Like you said, Ryan, their defense didn't get a lot better. One of the more potent offenses in the league. And what we know about Kansas City is this. They don't play defense until like week eight, week nine. This has happened the last two seasons now. So I think this is going to be a very high scoring game. I could see this being a you know, a 34-30 a sort of a game. Um, and we all feel like week one was the marquee matchup that everyone was hoping for. So, yeah, that's that's what I would do. I would take the over 54 and a half. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there, Trista. I love the over 54 and a half. And it's, it's, it's one of those games where you know the spotlight is going to be on everybody. The Chiefs are used to that. The Lions are just kind of getting adjusted to that. But they've seemed to embrace it. Like, they don't really shy away from the attention that they're getting. They seem comfortable in that situation. And we saw what their offense was, and they've only upgraded more. I'd love to see Jamison Williams out there, but I don't think we're ever going to see him out there, so we just have to give up on that. But we are going to see Jameer Gibbs. I can't wait to see what he looks like in that Lions offense. And, yeah, when you've got an offensive coordinator that knows he's probably going to get a head coaching job and and leave Detroit after this season, you're going to see probably right off the bat there's going to be a lot of creativity. There's going to be a lot of let's go make a statement against the Chiefs. We've got an NFC that's certainly relatively wide open, and it's a chance for the Lions to do it. Keep in mind, too, I mean, the Lions are actually 23-11 and 11 against the spread over the last two years. That includes the postseason. So that's the best in the NFL. Now, granted, a couple of years ago, they had a lot of double-digit spreads. They played really hard for Dan Campbell. So that fluffs the number. But even on the other side of things, the Chiefs, as we know, they didn't cover much last year. Now, they had big spreads on the other side of things, and they kept games close far too often. So I do like the Lions at plus six and a half, but I'm definitely right there. I love the total at 54 and a half. Uh, Carolina's at Atlanta. That totals 43 and a half. And this is an interesting game with Atlanta three-point favorite right now. These are two teams that play in the worst division in football, yet each one of them, we've found ways on this show, Ryan, to kind of justify why they could win that division, even though at the same time, they've got major holes or at least major question marks. Yeah, if this total was 42, I'd probably bet the over here just because, I mean, Atlanta, they're going to be fun this season. I can't wait to see Bijan. I love that backfield. I don't know if I'm fully buying into Desmond Ritter, but I'm definitely not buying into that defense. Carolina defensively is actually pretty damn tough, uh, but they're going to be starting a rookie at quarterback. Even though I like Bryce Young, I think there's going to be a little bit of a learning curve, but I just feel like this total is still a little short, 43 and a half. I'm staying away from it right now. Uh, as far as the spread, I think I would have to take the points with Carolina if we got to three and a half or four. At three, it seems about right. You know, Atlanta's a tough place to play in that dome, especially with all the speed. Um, just too many question marks. What's Desmond Ritter going to look like this season now with the full offseason entering year two? What's Bryce going to look like as a rookie? I think Carolina could be a sneaky team. I think Atlanta could be a sneaky team. I just don't know which one to pick in a really bad division. So this is a stay away for me. If I had to play anything, I'd probably take the over here, even with Carolina having a pretty solid defense. Yeah, there's no play I like in this. I can make the case on both sides. I have absolutely no clue. Like my lean would be to take Carolina, but that Atlanta offense, if Desmond Ritter's good even at all there's just so many damn weapons even with Carolina's defense being as good as it is I don't really know what Bryce Young's going to look like they lose DJ Moore their weapons are sort of god-awful they can run the ball so I don't really want to I don't really want to delve into the total either because I don't know what Carolina's offense is looking like and I don't know what Atlanta is going to look like because of Desmond Ritter so how those things are going to neutralize so it's a total stay away from me 
Yeah, this is one of the toughest things is when you don't even have a preseason yet. Like, there are certain things where you're just like, we don't know, and it's safer to not touch it. If I had to lean anyway, I'd actually maybe go the under just because, you know, you got a rookie quarterback and a very inexperienced quarterback on the other side in Desmond Ritter and then Bryce Young. So you might have some struggles. They're, they're, their first game of the season, and for Bryce Young, it's his regular season debut because he's going to be starting. But, like, there's no need to bet on it right now. You haven't seen anything, so there's no reason to really touch it. So I'd probably stay away from that, too. All right, Houston at Baltimore. That totals 44.5. The Ravens are 9.5-point favorites at home against C.J. Stroud, likely making his debut for the Texans and Houston. Don't love the number, but, I mean, I would love to use this maybe as a teaser. We'll see, though, because, I mean, it's a six-point teaser. We're going only down to three and a half, so I'd be looking for a key number. But I really like Baltimore coming into this season. I I don't think they're the defense that they were, like, five, six years ago, but I do like Roquan. I don't love the secondary, but I do like the secondary, and it just comes down to can Lamar stay healthy. Love the Odell Beckham Jr. signing. It's a one-year prove-it deal. You overpaid a little bit, but if he's the player that he was the first half of that Super Bowl – he was the best player on the field, not Cooper Cup. You know, he just got hurt. Um, coming off another knee injury, that scares me a little bit. J.K. Dobbins is pissed off. He wants to get paid like every other single running back. Man, even though he came back late last year and didn't have the same explosion, he was awesome. In that playoff game, averaged six yards per carry. Thought he should have had more than, you know, 10 touches or 12 touches, whatever he finished with. I like Baltimore. I don't really want to play him at nine and a half, but it would be Baltimore or pass in this game for me. Yeah, to me it feels like the under. This feels like a, an under special kind of a game. Baltimore, even with their prolific offense, which I think is going to get like to be that good with Todd Monken there, right? Like we saw all the weapons that they acquired. We know that Baltimore last year and the year before was a bit of an under team, but a lot of that had to do with Greg Roman, right? Houston offensively, probably going to be gross starting out. So if I had to do anything, it would be 44 and a half, take the under. But, like, I'm not running out to bet that right now. So it's a, it's a no for me. I wish Snoop Huntley was starting in this game because that would be the easiest under to take, as we learned last year. It was just – it was a guarantee like Tom Brady over on pass attempts. I don't know. Maybe I'd throw Baltimore in a money line parlay for this just because they're certainly going to – I have full confidence they're going to beat Houston. The 9.5, you're right, Ryan, that's a little bit high for me. I would probably lean under in this as well. But at the same time, it'd be more on the fact that maybe C.J. Stroud – in his first game with the Texans, and that offense has a little bit of, you know, has some struggles and some growing pains versus an offense in, with Baltimore that can be made absolutely dynamic with now some of the weapons that they've added and, of course, Lamar Jackson being healthy. So under is a, probably the way to lean there, but you do have that worry that, like, I mean, what if Baltimore goes out and puts up 35 in the first game? right? Like you do that. And then that, that, that kind of kills the under there. So the safer play there is probably to stay away at that point. All right. We can probably squeeze one more in here real quick. Cincinnati at Cleveland. You got the uh, Bengals are two and a half point favorites on the road at the Browns total 47 and a half, Ryan. I think the Browns are going to win this game outright, to be honest with you guys. I think the Browns are going to be a surprise team, although we've talked with a lot of people that think the Browns are going to be a surprise team. It comes down to is Deshaun the player he was a couple of years ago, man. He was awful when he got back last year. There was a lot of rust. I think Nick Chubb's going to have a big year if he could stay healthy. Maybe the defense bounces back. We're going to find out how good Kevin Stefanski is. If we get to three, I'm betting Cleveland here. Yeah, I, I take Cleveland regardless at home. They – just have Cincinnati's number when they're at the crib. That's that's just kind of the way it goes. They step up another, uh, get a little bit better. Deshaun gets more time under him. They obviously make some moves. So, yeah, I, I would take Cleveland too. 
It's been a quiet offseason for Cleveland, really, right? You're not talking about anything. And the real question becomes, does Deshaun Watson actually look like the Deshaun Watson that we saw back in Houston a couple years ago? If you get something close to that, this game could be a pretty high-scoring game with the weapons on both sides of the field. We know what Cincinnati has to offer, but it then really falls on Cleveland at this point. I would maybe lean the over 47.5 there, but that's expecting that Deshaun Watson looks more like the Deshaun Watson that we remember. So, all right, we're going to talk to Terrell Furman next hour. Coming up, Fed MGM tonight.